Remember that old Conroy Twitty song? I don't I don't recognize that one. How'd it go again? Eating pussy on a Friday night. <laughs> Eating pussy on a Friday night. I'm playing that fake air guitar too. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I not moving these fingers. No. I never do. Episode 94. <laughs> Did you sneak and look it up under your phone? No. Is okay. that an actual song? Eating Pussy on a Friday Night? Yeah, by Conway Twitty. Yeah. What is the real song? I know you're, you would know it. Uh, <laughs> there's a country song that has that beat. and I just made it better, though. Oh, okay. No, I'm not. I'm Weird Al's Ghostwriter and shit. Like all that oh, okay. fun parody shit. I wrote That's, half of those songs in my 20s for him. Yeah? You know, back in the early 80s in my 20s. Oh, uh, the 1820s? That's like always your easy go-to. Yeah. No, the 2020s. Oh, oh. How about that? In the future. In the future. Yeah. That's okay. You got a number That's this episode for real? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. Tell that's once again, um, if there's anything with the sound quality, let us know. We're asking for a friend. Yeah. Curious... <laughs> uh, Curious and, things have been going on. Yeah, real fucking weird, dude. Apparently, we may not have been doing what we thought we were I'm doing. I'm just curious if what me and Douche did was basically like what we were doing. And we I still think it is. Didn't yeah. know again. I think it is. It's got it. Yeah. <clears throat> and we'll finish that off in there. Yeah. So, technical difficulties, per usual, on the Moist Definitely I, side. We used to be non prep um, and non professional. Yeah, but now, now we, we just can't get the fucking audio. <laughs> We've gotten, like, we, we used to play it up like else. it was a joke. It's like, yeah. oh, no, we're just goofy guys who don't know what's going on. <laughs> 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 we're just, <laughs> local podcasters from Michigan. <laughs> no, no, no. The real song when uh, Louisiana, Louisiana on a Saturday night. Louisiana on a Saturday night. You know you know that country song. I do not know that country song. God, we need a fucking intern to fucking look this shit up. We do. That is not my style of country, I feel. What episode is this? 94. 94. In, in 1994, the Academy voted Braveheart, Best Picture, Mel Gibson, Best Director. I'm sure the Best Actor went to fucking uh, Daniel Day-Lewis probably that year. Uh, how does the Academy feel about uh, Mel Gibson now? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> It was weird because they were pissed at him because, you know, I'm sure they're all, you know. And then, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. He makes a lot of money for Hollywood, so it's tough. It's true. I don't know. He kind of like. it was. He was one of those weird ones that just slowly just crept back. Even the, the. The tapes of him screaming at that chick <laughs> yeah. after the race and shit. But, like, then he was like, I don't know, he never hit that chick, but he was pretty aggressive. Yeah, like, yeah, it was bad. Yeah. We were supposed to give no. me a blowjob. <laughs> that was one of my favorite sound bites ever, dude. But then he just crept back in with that movie. Uh, the Beaver, wasn't it? Pay, paycheck or some shit. It was like a dark movie. It really didn't do too good in the theaters. You're talking a movie. I know, yeah, but yeah, the yeah. Talents um, know because a lot of them are not fucking 20 like you. Yeah, that's true. But he did that movie, slurred in, and the next thing you know, he's in Daddy's Home too, playing goofball, lovey fucking dad and shit. It is weird, though, to see that, like, that does happen. Sometimes people do make almost a full... Did he make an apology? Or did... I think he did apologize yeah, for that it. That helps. In but... America, that really fucking helps. 
That's weird, though. Doesn't that feel super, like, disingenuous? I think if... Oh, we bring him up all the time. Like, if if Cosby... No, he did some fucked up shit, dude. I don't think there's any amount of sorry that would take that away. If that's Louis C.K., if he would have came out, owned it. He did. Piece of shit, money, power. He did, and he said that he was going to step away for a while. Okay. And that's what he did, is he stepped away for, like, eight months, and then he got back on stage. I heard that <clears> didn't go over too well, though. A lot of people are upset about it, but what what do people Is it want? because of what's going on now? Like, all those things are hot. I'm not saying it's a hot topic. It's fucked up, dude. Like no, I've said is. it many times on Moist, definitely. Absolutely. It's half the reason why the podcast is named what it's named. We fucking put women on a pedestal. None of us three would even be here if we didn't have fucking three strong women in our lives. But... Those are hot topics. Like, it used to be no, like for sure. the, there whole, was a, uh, the gay movement and all, all this shit like, was like, oh, it's touchy shit. You can't do this and that. Da, 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 da. Hate crimes and this and that. So Earlier this did, week on Instagram, I was uh, there was an account that I followed, and they, uh, they posted some stuff about another account that they followed. And I guess it ended up turning into this big snowball thing where uh, they got this photographer that's an Instagram photographer essentially kicked off the platform. Because he was a creep, like he was a weirdo. Like okay. uh, he used to ask for like nude pictures and stuff like that, and do creepy shit That's like creepy that. Shit. And it's I've seen at least two or three photographers this week alone get taken down for that kind of shit. But <clears throat> not like what makes him a creep, and they couldn't just hide behind like no, it was an artistic thing. And I no, 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 it's not like that. It's like more aggressive. Like like I said, I did a lot of. There were multiple stories of... that son, always fucking playing. <laughs> Jacob Robert! There were, uh... You get one notch, bud! Multiple stories. You can go ahead if you need to go. Uh, what? Shut down the fucking yeah. trap house in there? Uh, there yeah. goes, yeah. Uh, He's playing trash enough to know this dude. <laughs> no, I lost my train of thought. No, there were uh, multiple... You need uh, to start getting better at that. Yeah, no, for sure. Multiple accounts of like things that were not just like nude photos or stuff like that, but like him yeah. being like physically so they aggressive. Were and, yes. Well then fuck them. No, absolutely. That's how okay. I feel too. Um, I guess I, where I was going with that was if it was 1988, that peak of comedy, you know, even before that 82 and uh, you know, Louis CK came up that time would probably would have never came out. Right. No, I don't think so. I think it was more like the Cosby women pretty much were like, no, let's fucking speak up, bring this dude down as he should have been. And then even in his situation, just fucking these women were like, yeah, it's kind of fucked up. Was it on the phone? Like, see, I've never really, did he do it over the phone or were the chicks actually in the room with him? Uh, I'm. I don't know all of the details. I wasn't there myself. Okay. <laughs> from what I've only... read is it was in the room with people. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. But from what I also understand, he would ask first, and that it was something that many people have known about for years. It's not like a, a, something, I guess, that's like a... How do you ask something like that? Hey, I'm going to jerk off in front of you real quick? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's about how it went. In... Before they could answer, he would do it, I think, is how it would go. Oh, okay. And that's how it was uncomfortable and weird. Um, that's so weird. Yeah. See, There's I mean, a lot the, of people... This is, is going to sound so going, weird, but no, like... No, even going beyond that, like, I've heard stories of other celebrities just through throughout time and, like, throughout stuff where, like, 
I hear weird shit like that, like people like wanting to just pull their dick out and put it on somebody's shoulder or oh, things yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Like, That's what I was just going to say. Like, I would feel more like, oh, I'm a prankster. I'm going to fucking fake whack off in front of you before I would do it in right. front of a female. Because to me, it's just, it's just another line. Right. And I definitely wouldn't do it in front of a male or female that I didn't know. I'm not going to do it regardless, but right. I'm just saying. Uh, just thought you were getting I, ready to. <laughs> waiting how do we get into this conversation i don't know i don't know why you brought it up or why we're here but <laughs> and there it is it's wieners though um no i <clears throat> why did we start talking about that we're idiots. Yeah. no it's fucked up oh yeah audio we can uh uh switch topics though because listening yeah, to another do. podcast yeah, uh actually with some of the same people uh <laughs> they had mentioned a few weeks ago I'd heard uh, at a panel that apparently the former Gibraltar Trade Center, you yeah. know, I yeah, know yeah. why that got shut down. Mm-hmm. No, I know uh, why it got shut down, though, no, I don't. No. Okay, so the reason I heard it got shut down uh, via this podcast was uh, these guys were part of, like, uh, they go to Comic-Cons and stuff like that, mm-hmm. so they said that they would go there because that was where ours was at Michigan at the time. Oh, okay. Uh, and when they went there, they said that... Uh, the reason it was shut down or they heard it was shut down was because it, it, they had an underground hidden pot farm on their property. So that. that's why they had to shut it down and why it was sold. But upon hearing that, I did a little bit of research, and that's not fully true. Okay. What is true is that in 2017, they sold the Gibraltar Trade Center properties. Mm-hmm. And in 2019, they announced that they're going to be opening it as a medicinal, mar- metal, uh, medicinal marijuana facility. So they're going to be actually growing weed, and uh, I don't know if there's going to be a dispensary on the field, but oh, there's okay. going to be – it is opening as a uh, marijuana facility. That's so, the actual one in Gibraltar, though. The one that's in uh, – yeah, yeah. It's not, like way yeah. north here. Because they, the they, they closed the one down in Taylor, too, and now it's a fucking Menards and shit. Yeah, yeah. But they uh, – that's why they sold – they just sold the property. The owner got tired of really? it. Really? Why not? Yeah. So now it's going to be a pop farm. The trade center used to be so fucking weird when I was coming up. Yeah. You can go there and get anything. You can hang out in there all day. My wife used to tell me stories. Yeah, she used to go there, and uh, there was a dude that sold the metal t-shirts or whatever. Oh, yeah. He used to talk about, uh, uh, tell her stories about how he used to be a roadie for Pantera. Oh, yeah. And how how, uh, Phil used to be super cool and all that until, like, uh, one day he was just... His racism or... uh, he used to request uh, all the groupies be girls until one time he was like, no, I just want dudes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those, like those rumors about him were going around when I was younger, but so weird about that kind of shit. Crazy um, stuff. Yeah, you can get a leather belt with your name stamped on the belt. Like, Gibraltar had everything, dude. Elephant ears. Get your hair cut. Get a tattoo. Tattoo. <laughs> yeah, get a tattoo in there. Piercings. Yeah. Uh, Cotton candy, box hot dogs. speakers, and small little donut gold tires. Gunner knife show if it's the right weekend. <laughs> Even if it wasn't the right weekend. <laughs> Exotic animals like snakes and shit. Oh, for sure, yeah. It's basically like a flea market grown up. Like it was right. Just, it was like a permanent flea market. Yeah. Like not that most flea markets aren't, but like almost like like you're saying, like a grown up. Like it's a it was a bigger indoor like we used to go hang out there like shit. it was the mall. Oh, I, I believe it, yeah. And the funniest thing is, like, used to go there all the time. Uh, 
That was a place you'd go if you wanted, like, some rhinestones put on your head. Like, all the ghetto white shit that made you fucking ghetto fabulous. But uh, it was always called Gibraltar Trade Center. And I never really got what that meant until I was probably, like, 15. And, like, uh, like I said, I was talking about older dudes. This guy, we went up there, and I was like, he had a big-ass fucking, like, a speaker box in his fucking back seat. And then we went up there. I thought he was going to buy speakers for it. And he walked it in there and sold that thing. <laughs> yeah. And then he got like he got some uh, uh, money and then a little bit of credit to come back up there. And then like we were walking out, I'm like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "It's the trade center, bro. Like you can fucking trade shit in here." Like, <laughs> which I wish I was smarter because when I was younger, like there used to be a couple card, like baseball card spots and shit in there. That was my obsession when I was younger before the shoes happened. That was uh, oh, bro, I wish douche was here. I got the best fucking story in the world for you. Uh, oh yeah. Melissa's dad used to collect those two baseball cards and stuff, and yeah. he uh, left a bunch of them to her and shit, but the problem is is that they're not worth anything anymore. Most mm, of them. A couple might be. A couple of them might be, but not the ones that, we looked them up like through a lot of his, uh, we got the blue books They're weirdly making a weird comeback. Like, when I was coming up, it was individual cards were like, a lot of money and shit, yeah, yeah. and now like, it's uh, full complete sets and shit are like, worth a lot of money. Right. Certain years and shit. Yeah, it's weird that it's because I think about that now, and you think about how much stuff is uh, released as limited edition or collectors this or that, and then they charge premiums for it, and really it's just the same hunk of piece of plastic as the fucking. Yeah, baseball cards were shit. different. Um, the whole steroid era fucking fucked that whole industry up. Baseball card collecting and shit. Yeah, but then they transferred it. It went from uh, baseball to, like, the nerds took it over. Now it's Magic and Pokemon and all that other shit, too. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, my nephew was into one of them. uh, He was a little bit younger than my kids, but, yeah, some of them cartoon shit. Well, that was the other thing, too. Like, when I was a kid, those cards, like, like you were saying, like, individually, some of those Pokemon cards would be upwards of, like, $150 per card. Mm Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, now, I don't think even if you had every single card, it would be worth $150, you know? Maybe in what you spent to buy it, but not... Weren't there a few uh, Cabbage Patch, uh, not Cabbage Patch, uh, Garbage Pail Kid sets worth some shit? There were, like, some slightly racist fucking (laughs) ones in there. (laughs) Uh, I don't know, but that sounds probably right. Yeah, I think edition, like... Two was like worth like you had the whole sets like worth a game of shit. It's so weird, dude. The things that people collect. Beanie Babies were the shit. We got down to Louis C.K. and the Cosby shit because we were talking about Mel Gibson. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah my stoner um, soul eventually remember shit. So I was having a, a stoner moment the other day. I was uh, at home clicking through YouTube and. One of the uh, channels... You could have ended the statement right there. (laughs) One of the channels that I watched, though, they had an interview with uh, Hank Williams III. Oh, Uh, yeah. so used to play with Phil. (laughs) That's the thing. I didn't know anything about him or the other Hank Williams, like Junior or Hank Williams himself. Like, I... So I kind of went down a YouTube rabbit hole, and I was like, well, I'm kind of curious to see, like, what this is about. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. uh, I... I thought that's who I was thinking of when I thought about it, but who I was thinking of was David Allen Coe. Oh, racist. <laughs> racist as shit. So I went down the YouTube hole of Hank Williams first, and it was like, I did some like greatest hit stuff. Like I did the first uh, like initial Hank Williams, and 
I was like, all right, I see what it is. It's boring. It's old to me. It's not my the original. Thing. Like the yeah, original. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hank Williams Jr. was. Yeah. He's a little bit better. More. Yeah. Like Everybody outlaw kind of Saturday night or some shit. Yeah, yeah the uh, family tree. Oh yeah, family one. tradition. Family tradition. Yeah. That, yeah like we used to go song. see him at Pine Knob every year. He came, <clears> and then it just turned into like. Every hillbilly that <laughs> around here would fucking sneak a fit of Jim Beam and it would just turn into fucking fist fights. <laughs> and so then, uh, after I watched the interview of uh, Tell me, William Hank, III, why <laughs> do you drink it? Uh, I went and checked out some of his music too, and that was like, like I said, it was just like a complete, total YouTube rabbit hole that I went yeah. down. That was like, it was weird because I was expecting like complete racism and like crazy stuff, but that's not. Not what I found when I went there, and then I asked my wife, I was like, this is going to sound like a bad statement, but uh, who's that super racist three-name country singer? <laughs> and she goes, I don't know, but it's not Hank Williams, no. which is what you thought. So, uh, well, yeah, we found David Allen Coe. Yeah, um, I think... And the best part, though, he... the best part about David Allen Coe, though, is... Uh, if you, The best part? Yeah, so we did some research on him, because uh, I was curious about it after that. We found it. He's got one album. It's called the Underground Album, mm-hmm. and it was the way he justifies it is this album wasn't meant to be heard by a lot of people. And uh, he says in there in the interview that they did that uh, his drummer is black, so he can't be racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we thought. No, I slept with a black girl in college. I'm not racist <laughs> at all. They're calling you the N word the whole fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we were talking about whatever. Uh, we were talking about Jesus and Mero before we started. Uh, they played a David Allen Cole song on their podcast. Yeah. They're both black, dude. And uh, It's probably the song that I They're both people of color. <laughs> no, it was uh, the chick left him because yep. she had a bigger. And then he literally <laughs> says the, the N-word. And it's like, geez, I can't. It's kind of catchy. You're telling me that there's hillbillies driving around listening oh. to a song that their lady left them for a black dude because he had a bigger cock. Yeah. And you're you're cool with that. That's the dumbest racism ever. That Yeah, no, I don't know. I think, but that's the thing, though, is I... From, you're not hurting anyone with that cut down. No. <laughs> no. Out of all the horrible right. things you could say, other than you saying the N-word on the song, well... 15 times is <laughs> you just he got your white bitch and he's got a bigger cock than you like what, what that i never got that shit no it, i i think that's why like almost why that kind of stuff makes me you laugh, listened to though. that song didn't you oh i absolutely listened to that song. <laughs> because i was like well what's because that's for one podcast research i had exactly <laughs> Because my wife was like, you're not going to put that out, are you? I was like, of course I'm going to put Where's it out. Where's the baby at? It was like, <laughs> she was in bed. It no, was, I'm saying that's what you were saying. Where's the baby at? Right. Leave the door cracked a little. When I put them on YouTube, <laughs> when I looked them up on YouTube, it was the fourth song that came up. So it's not like I had to do a lot Your of digging. Your old probably loved it because of that cucumber joke that one time. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, but we no, had, that's why. That's what I was saying. Fucking <laughs> Is that's what I, I think? Like it's almost like I have to laugh at that stuff because I don't actually understand that sort yeah, of like. It, it sucks. It really sucks for dudes like us because it's like you said it a million times. You hate everyone. It don't right. fucking matter. No. And me, 
As long I as you're looking at me and giving me attention, I don't care if you're green and you got nine nuts. Like, pay attention to me. I don't care. But I've that never old school shit, it's just like... Uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day and this, this woman, uh, a black woman, she... Uh, African-American, she's from here and shit, and, but she's moved to uh, Paris, I believe, yeah, for work when she was younger, and it's just, she said the way that white people look at her over there, like, even when she comes back here to visit family in America, it's just like, you instantly get that look, and I almost feel like we'll always get that look for seven more generations from black people too, because no matter what we say or do, right, right. in their heart of hearts, and they have every right to, they're oh, gonna absolutely. look at us like you're probably somewhat racist, right. and, so, and it fucking blows for dudes like us because it's just like, no, I wish you could plug into my brain, like I don't give a shit, like right, absolutely, no, no, but it's it, that's yeah. Once we get over that in this country, God, we'll be so much better. No, we won't be better off. We'll just end up fighting about something else and have Well, I mean, it almost phase most religions out, right? Do you think? Watered them down enough. I don't know. Yeah, you always tell me that middle America's still weird. Have you ever, like, like just hop on the freeway? Like, we live in Michigan. Hop on the freeway and drive for, like, an hour and a half and just get off somewhere. And like, yeah. look at what's around because it's not like Detroit. <laughs> it's It'd not be a regular a lot of... cross, a Bernie cross, a regular <laughs> cross. A bur- okay, right. I got you. Yeah, yeah, something like that. It's oh, so pitiful. It is. It's sad. It really is. And and actually, that's kind of like uh, not to bring tell up. Tell that if you're uh, racist. Uh, tell your non-racist friend about the podcast and move on. Yeah. Uh, in my solo episode, I was talking about the internet and how like the way it expanded and has expanded over the last few years and how it seems to almost have gotten stupider to a certain extent. Yeah, they ran out of fucking good ideas. It's not because they ran out of good ideas. It's because instead of, like, like think about 10 years ago. Like, you have a perspective on this. You, you should there have. There you go, yeah. You were an adult. Um, so, <laughs> 10 years what ago. What were you 10 years ago? Oh, ten years. I was still an adult. I was twenty Thank at that you. point. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, uh, you're really not an adult. You're twenty five. No. Um. <clears throat> so, but if you think about ten years ago, like to be on the internet and to be doing things on the internet, what would that have been considered? Fucking looking up pictures of uh, Jenna Elfman, like it'd be corny shit. Well, yeah, just like nerdy, like nerds do it. It's yeah. not something that a lot of people invested their time and stuff in. So. Yeah. Generally, people who use the internet were nerds or people who Working, had access to some that. sort of work, right? Maybe or yeah. doing stuff like that. Yeah. But now you have access to the internet in the palm of your hand, twenty four seven, constantly. I'd say fifteen years ago. Ten years ago is that probably when it started exploding. But even ten years ago, though, like the internet still wasn't, I would say, as stupid as it is now. Like that's when I would say definitely it started dropping then. Okay. Like that's when, because oh, like you're saying, saying like cell phones, like, yeah, cell phones blew up around then and that's when it started to decline for sure. But isn't, isn't that everything though that becomes huge? Because, okay, hear me out. I'll go old school of old school. Okay. The telephone. Telephone. Regular plug in the fucking wall, telephone, ring, ring. Okay. Landline. Yes. Once it started getting to like. All right, everyone has a phone in their house, and da da da. The convenience of like, 
I need to call a fire truck or I can call my grandma on her birthday, that type of shit. Then what did it turn into? 1-800-fucking-sex-lines or fucking uh, get your fortune read and that type of shit. So, like, there's always going to be taking it all to the extreme. So we I, do it with our liquor, our booze, our food, um, even television. Television was so, like, you can't swear on fucking TV. Now they're, like, calling people shitheads and, right. and they can say well, dick. That's, and, like, that's the point that I kind of made in the... Uh, yeah. The episode two was that like almost like it seems like YouTube specifically is almost looks like it's becoming more standardized or commercialized the way television is mm-hmm. and things like that with the ads and the yeah. way things look before you click on them and things like that. But you got to make the money. Yeah. And you have to dumb it down for people to want to click on that stuff yes. to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. So that's what, and that's just what I was saying is like, I think you do make, you made valid points with the telephone stuff, but it's almost like, not quite the point I was making because I think in yours it's a controlled thing that they're doing. Like mm. you're taking advantage of the stupid people by making the phone sex line and doing yeah, that other yeah. stuff. Whereas now those same stupid people can just take their camera or take their laptop, take their microphones, and put out a podcast and do whatever they want. They have complete free reign to create their own content and have their opinion. Like they're are you saying is that dumbing it down or is that just that's what I'm Making saying. I it feel just part of normal life. No, no, I think that's what for sure is. It's making it. It's making it dumbing it down for sure. That's what yeah. I feel. It's uh, here's an even weirder spin about dumbing it all down. Like, cause me and my wife are having this conversation because we weirdly found ourselves at uh, Kroger at fucking eleven thirty at night. Scary place. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Nothing, nothing the, but sweatpants. Dude. Oh yeah, and the cashier is a dude that wants to have a conversation about the milk. That and or um, to just uh, I think the cashier behind us was doing a drug deal, but whatever. Yeah. Um, it's become in you know it because you're in comic clubs all the time or writing jokes and you're a father yourself and you you even made jokes about it yourself. Most of my act is about how shitty it sucks fucking raising kids. And, like, that's becoming the new norm where it's just, like, plan B, 900 fucking condom ads, uh, making the condom as fucking thin as humanly possible. We like, so no one wants children other than, like, it just seems like only the fools are having fucking... Do you want... Go for it. We will get so real right now. <laughs> Keeping it real. I, there is nothing that I fear more than people my age and people that I know having children. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, I, I don't, like, I was afraid it, to become a father before I became a father, as we said should. in the podcast. You should. Yes. That I, right I, there I, is what makes you different. Right. You just said it. <laughs> no, because you knew you had to step up. Right. You knew you could no, no longer be a child. That Right there, that's what makes you different. What I'm trying to say is, these idiots that are having nine or ten fucking children... Oh, no, absolutely. They don't have that. They're just like, well, what? Uh, you know, like, and... Oh, yeah, we, we'd have to have a whole other podcast for that. But... It, you know what's wrong with that? It just... It just seems like people that want to be 
I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to step on people or like, because there are people that have like want to have a family, have been in love, have been married a few years. Let's have a few. I mean, I have friends like that. Of course, that still exists. I'm not saying that, but it just seems like people that are like, I want to be successful and um, I think that's do this and right that. There. And those are the people that are like smarter about not having the accidental child. Where 11:30 fucking Kroger crowd, they're like, let's have another. For sure, because they're still dragging their kids through Kroger. Oh yeah, they were all there. there. <laughs> <laughs> it's summertime; they don't have a bedtime. Um, wait, is that making any sense about what you're saying? It's like, yes, idiocracy almost like literally happening. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, and that's why, like you said, me and my wife more... have that conversation all the time too, because it's like we put so much thought and like effort into like thinking about having a child, and then like. Like, now I think about it, and it's like, I, I don't necessarily wish that we'd had one younger, but at the same time, like, I do, to a certain extent, wish that I wasn't, you know, already 31, almost 32. Like, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm getting, I'm not old, but I'm older. But you guys probably knew back then that you weren't ready for it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, but that's what I'm saying. That in itself is a smart decision, meaning you're going to be good parents. We're back. If you weren't good parents, or and I'm not saying that you couldn't be a good parent if you did do it this way. There's so many different variables. Like I said, I don't want to fucking. So I was an idiot, dude. I had three kids by the time I was fucking 22. Well, no, that's what I'm saying okay. is like <clears throat> some other people just be like, we'll, we'll figure it out. Oh, the second yeah, no, kid, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not waiting till I'm 31. Let's do it now. They keep giving us money for them. Might as well keep having like them. You, you guys had to hurry up and do a lot all at once. But, again, you were in position to do it. Like, get in the house and then, you know, the kid. And then, so yeah. it all kind of just happened quickly. But you guys already had some sort of head on your shoulders. Right. We weren't making decisions based on yeah. fear or having to make those decisions because we're about to have the baby and shit yes. like that. E- even and the there Indusha are situation where it was like, not probably a planned child, right? but after a week of them being like, oh shit, we're your parents are just like, alright, let's lock it down. We gotta do this. Alright, but I love you. I'll see you in uh, the tomorrow. Right. It is what it is. I mean, no, I agree. I th- and I think that they... They handled it well, if that's what they wanted to do. You're talking about Brian and Trish? Yeah, I know what I was talking about. Okay. I can remember things after someone distracts me. Sorry. I'm good. Um, that's how I had three kids. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So what was it with, uh, what, uh, what about you? You didn't, did you have that? Uh, instantly. Instantly? Yeah, I've told you a million times. It was just like. We're the idiots that did this, not them. So that was before we even knew if we were going to stick it out. But our main objective, again, that's, I look back at it now, again, as a 65-year-old man. How much am I so confused about how old I really am? He listens to the Migos, but yet he's 70? Um, (laughs) He's got good eyesight, but he's in a wheelchair? No, um... we, we actually had that conversation. Like, we're not getting rid of this thing, so let's try to make this work. Because, yeah, it was just, 
we were dumb and it wasn't a planned thing, but it's like. I think honestly, so it was more or less like, hey, you were doing your thing, I was doing my thing, we found each other. Me, you asked me a question, though. <laughs> like, no, I mean, I'm at least trying to be serious about Sorry. it for once. And uh, should have threw that before. <laughs> That's a good show, by the way. Southsiders. Southsiders. It's funny because like I accidentally watched it because it was South si- it was South Park South Park Southside South Park so I thought it was another <laughs> South Park episode but it was fucking hilarious. Um, see, I'm still distracting myself and I still know what I'm fucking talk about. No, it was like you just said. It's that one moment where it's just like, okay, it's not my life anymore. And I just think a lot of dumb parents raising dumb kids don't think that way. I agree. I think it's... And I'm not saying this is a new concept. I'm just saying there's more and more of us humans out here and there's more and more of us doing it. Now it's becoming more and more of the norm. Like, you don't have to be 25 and have a career and settle down and have kids. More people are just like, no, I'm going to live my life and do this and that and that. Where it's... I mean, it's fucked up to say, but it is what it is. It's almost like a joke. Like, you had kids, Joe? You're a fucking idiot. It's not... You know what I'm saying? I, like my you know, mom had God, five kids through her twenties, and it was my just like that was her life. And biggest anxiety is watching or TV shows like uh, Sixteen and Pregnant, or like I'm Teen Mom and shit. Sometimes like, you literally always know how to go down that avenue. Where like I'm, I just was having a conversation with my daughter because me and her bicker a lot, usually about the Kardashians, because she always thinks I'm ragging on these people, and I'm saying no. You have to see what it's doing to society, right? <laughs> and she doesn't see that as ni- at nineteen, and I see that as se- at seventy three. That um, so keep saying a different age. Well, I tell her because her even my wife watches it because they watched the first season and they did bond like you do with a lot of television shows. You form a bond with these characters and these people, and these are supposedly real life you know people out there dealing with the struggle. And the conversation we were having was. When they first came out with that show, it was just like, M- MTV had a great idea. It was like, let me show you how fucking hard it is to have a child and still try to go to school, still try to make that relationship with that dude work, and then there's still the child. Having all those, barely figuring yourself out, but then now you got to be a mom, be this person's role model, da, 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 all the things that comes with parenting. But then the show slowly started turning into like, well, I'll have a kid at 15 and become a fucking movie star. And they got away from the fucking message. Yeah. And that's what I always, that's where me and my me and my daughter always clash with those type of fucking shows. Because like I said, it's a huge age gap between us. Where she's always saying like, oh, you always trying to say someone that it's like, no, I'm just trying to say that they had an awesome idea. And it probably could have taught a lot of kids. But then what did, what did we as Americans turn into? Like I just said. Now they have their own. Well, I think there's a whole crew, and it's MTV's done a lot of shaping of uh, society and stuff like that through those TV shows. Even me when it first started out. Well, yeah, but if you think about it, like now they have Catfish. That's another one where, like, it's the same thing. Like, in my opinion, it started out as like a very wholesome idea. Like, let's take internet dating and what it is now, and let's like expose it and show Show people people like how bad you can hurt someone by lying. And now they're on the seventh season of it right now, which means it's been on the air for seven years. Literally, the other day I was watching this episode because I'm I'm a pretty big fan of it. What you're gonna say? And it's like it's part of the new season, and what they're doing as their gimmick is it's us. Episodes that have never, or things that have never happened on the show before, right? 
And so the gimmick for this episode was like this dude's talking to this girl and like she won't video chat, she won't do any of that stuff. All she's super shit. jealous, like she's a model, all this other stuff. Like, yeah. And this dude doesn't have a real good relationship with his mom. And so there's like all these red flags and stuff. Get through the entire episode, like up to the 45 minute mark. Like, then they show, like, they're getting ready to show that big reveal. Mm -hmm. And they show, like, uh, the commercial just before it. And the kid's like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And then, like, you know, they cut to the commercial break. Mm -hmm. They come back. They show it. Yeah, they show it. Here it is. The girl walks up. She's just like she was in the pictures. Total normal girl. What had happened was. This what had this is what had never happened on the show before. It's the exact person she wanted to be, she was supposed to be. She was just too nervous to meet the guy because uh, she said like her photoshops or her model pictures are photoshops and stuff like that. But that's what the whole fucking show should have been to begin with. Like you should be like trying to make honest love connections, not searching for these like super fucked up and weird stories of these manipulative people. Yes, and showcasing or, those online or show what the movie did. Right. Like, right. you doing this to me or making me feel like I'm in a relationship or this person has feelings for me and you're really not, like it's a joke to you or it's all lies and you're not being, you know, real, how that could hurt someone or affect them. I can see that. The one I thought you were going to say was, because um, my wife's a fan of the show. She loves fucking Catfish. She's never saw the movie. I've never it's seen the movie so either. Fucking- you're the, weird. I know, and the movie, that's the thing, is the dude that the movie's about is the host of the show. Yes, we're going to get to that in one second. But <laughs> what I thought you were going to say was, uh, was the one my wife watched last weekend. She, she gets up before I do on Sundays, and I came downstairs, she was watching it, and it was, it was all fake. He called on, he knew it wasn't real. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. People were setting him up or whatever, and then I was just like, yeah, this is what this has turned into. How do you not, they right. just want it to be on MTV. Yeah. Now back to the hosting. Again, it's a good show for an MTV show. I actually have no problem with it. I can actually sit here and do, you know, scroll through my Instagram or post shit for comedy or whatever as my wife watches it in the background. It doesn't bother me. It's not a bad show. One thing that does bug the shit out of me, tell his brother to stop walking around with a little ass fucking camera recording, (laughs) like when you have nine MTV cameras right there. Just be just be the other host. You don't have to pretend like you're still doing the movie. Well, they, they that but I know they started doing like the celebrities. Yeah, the they special, cut him out, so he's gone. But that so bothered me. I'd be like, because they would every so often cut to his little video yeah. and be like, "Why are we doing this?" You have oh, literally there's the usable 37 yeah. seconds we got out of MTV the- has <laughs> is so much uh, of production value. They have their own movie studio. They don't yeah. need this dude no. to have his little handheld camera. That's the one thing that bothers me about that fucking show. But yeah, that's so. It's almost like what you were saying with the internet. We'll we'll eventually if something stays on long enough, we'll eventually fucking dumb it down to shit. Yeah, it's crazy. Like uh, politics. Oh, I'm serious. Think we're already there. It's on like the old uh, uh, Happy Days cliche. Jump. Oh, I did the burp on the Oof. fucking cast. There you go. Uh, would you jump the shark? Everything jumps to fucking sharp. Yeah. Whatever happened to fucking... Fonzie? Kate, no. Sold I know. mortgages now, I think. <laughs> I met him, by the way. Awesome dude. Uh, Henry Winkler. Don't speak ill of Fonzie. Sorry. Great dude. Uh, met him in his prime. 
It is prime. The fuck you. <laughs> I was driving the boat. <laughs> I was a shark. I gassed up his motorcycle. I was a shark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, you made me lose my train of thought. Hard to feel. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. So I guess we should <laughs> don't dumb it down. Promote our shows because I will drop this one today, even though we're numbering it today or tomorrow. Drop. There's nothing wrong with numbering it. We do like a midweek fucking or an end of the week for the top. Let's drop. They're cool. That's true. They didn't get a numbered episode this week, so this will be the numbered one. Yeah, they're like they're gonna get at least two more promos. Well, there's going to be the episode for the talent, but I'm not going to number that one. You name them cleverly like you usually do. Yeah. So that's how they remember them, not by number. They're like, remember the, the Jackie see, Robinson the episode? Is, <laughs> my spectrum makes the numbers important to me, so I don't care how the towelettes feel about them. You I care should, about the numbers. I care what the towelettes think about them. And how I mean, I don't not care about how they feel about them, but I care about the numbers enough that I don't want to just use them on episodes where we're trying to promote a show that we have coming up. True. But we can't have nine promo. Yeah, <laughs> I know. We're not going to have nine promo episodes. That's why I, this one's numbered. Yeah. and the, But, okay. I see what you're saying. And then the, the this interview. This is the Mel Gibson 1994 Braveheart episode. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And then the interview episode will be number two. And then the other pro, the talent episode will be an unnumbered. Talent episode. 007. 007? I don't know why. Okay. That's what I'll number. It. That's what I'll start doing. I'll just start numbering um, them. We'll get to 100 and then we'll go backwards. This yeah, <laughs> is 99 and down. No, 007, uh, Vinny, the microwave Johnson. That's what you should name it. Okay. If you're as old as me, you will get that reference. That's all you got? No, I got tons. Like, okay. what? You want me to tell, I wanted to save the story for fucking douche because he, the, he gets so mad about the shoes, dude. But I cannot make this shit up, bro. Okay, so I'm scanning the mail today at work. Yeah. Okay. And there's there's a team at, at my job that they collect all the mail from like FedEx, UPS, US mail. And I don't know what the hell they do to it, but. They get it from all our different fucking buildings, and then they bring it to us, and we break it down. If it belongs to us. They do send stuff to, like, personal people or shit like that. Uh, but there's, like, how many? Uh, six dudes in there? No, she's not there anymore. She went to another team. So there's six guys in there, okay? And... I know all of them pretty well, whatever, but I only see each of them for probably like 15, 20 minutes a day when they bring us our load of mail and shit. And it's usually like one of them will bring the morning load, another one will bring the afternoon load. This is really long when to get to this. But, so I'm sitting there scanning the mail in, and this, the younger of the, the one I don't know as much as the other five, is just staring at me. And I got my headphones in, I'm scanning, I'm scanning, and I finally take one at earbud out, and I look at him, I'm like, what's up, my guy? And he's like, um... They want you to come in because they got their own little like office or whatever. They're like, they want you to come into the mail room or whatever. And I'm like, okay, like it's all fucking weird. And there's one of them listens to the podcast. And uh and I'm like, okay, so like we finish scanning, we go, and he's like nervous as fuck the whole time. Yeah. 
And Brian, I cannot make this shit up, dude. I, I'm, I'm not a good liar. I've already told you that's the one thing I don't fucking do. You got jumped by six guys for your shoes? That would be funny. Uh-huh. So we go in there afterwards, and I'm like, what up? They're like, all right. So we were waiting for such and such to get back from vacation, and we all got our numbers in or whatever. They had a pool, bro, about how many fucking pairs of shoes I had. Yeah. <laughs> You know how they do at work, like, when someone's due date, if they're pregnant or some shit? That's what they were doing. <laughs> oh, dude. I was cracking so, up for, like, ten minutes, and they were all like... Before. Well, we were kind of embarrassed to ask you, but, like, we talked, and I'm like... And you know me, the attention freak I am. I'm sitting there in my head, like, no, they were in here talking about me and my shoes. Currently. <laughs> 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 For at least fucking at least 10, 15 minutes, they were all oh. six in that room talking about me. Fucking shoe collection. Go ahead, though. Let's oh, shit. put a stamp in it. Let's towelettes. Let's start a pool. <laughs> How many shoes you think Matt has? And on episode 95, the interview <laughs> episode, we will reveal how many shoes he has. Oh, God, dude. Next Tuesday. Holy <sighs> shit. That's awesome. Dude, I was so fucking mind blown. I started texting. I almost, I had it typed out to tell you in douche. And I was like, no, I'm going to save it for the cast. I'm going to cast and stuff. But I texted my wife. like, I was like, dude, you will not fucking believe this shit, dude. Told all my fucking queens that, like, all the girls at work, they were like, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> was there any, was anybody even close? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. There was people in there, like, they were guessing, like, a few hundred and shit, dude. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I thought so. Just towel that. There you go. Pull it up. Let's see how many shoes you think. You know, of course, I took advantage of the situation. I was in there, like, started cracking jokes. Like, oh, now that y'all know, like, we all know what to give me for Christmas. You know, we were like, it's just, it's it just, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I can hear, like, if Shannon were around, I can hear her <laughs> eyes rolling at you saying something like that. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I find uh, that stuff funny. But the funniest part about it, and it, no one else is going to get it other than me because I was there, it was like the way Homeboy was looking at me and then how like nervous he was to ask me to come to the mailroom. Like I, like you said, like I thought I was going to get jumped. Like, I'm like, right, what I do? Like, well, I thought I did something wrong and shit. He was just like, um, you guys are wondering if you got <laughs> Come over there after we're done scanning. I'm like, yeah, all right. Like, and two of the guys in there, are like, we should have him on the cast. One guy, uh, I'll talk about. He, he used to be a white rapper, dude. He used to travel all over the fucking place. Yeah. And then, uh, and it's not bullshit. He showed me photos. Um, the other guy's like, he has his own podcast, but they're like nerds, D and D shit, <laughs> nerd shit. He's a huge Star Wars fucking freak. <laughs> yeah. You enjoyed that podcast Doochler suggested, huh? Dude, that was so <laughs> weird, dude. That's the thing. I'm literally, I'm uh, probably when we get done here, I'm going to download uh, or put all my shit in to do uh, the audio books. Yeah. That's bullshit with two people at work. That's all they listen to at work. And I said, well, what if you're in a conversation with someone and you're like, oh, I just got done reading such and such and you listen to it on Audible. 
can you say like, yeah, I read that too? You're, you're shaking your head, yes. So, okay, cool. That's the whole reason I never did because I'm like, I don't want to take credit for reading a book when I listen to it, but still in my head, I still visualize yeah. the story. And yeah, so I'm gonna start banging them up because Talad's. I tried been trying for three weeks. I asked Douche uh, when he was just over here to give me some fucking yeah. That show is garbage, dude. I'm sorry. I can see how he would be into it because it's like they're like play acting the whole time. Oh, okay. But using like Star Wars references. Gotcha. Or like how ours is. Like I like podcasts. Like no, no podcast is better than ours. I like how we do it. Yeah. It's a general conversation, goofing around. Hopefully, you can make me laugh. But even like true crime shit. Like I like when it's like people that happen to being interviewed and talking. Like, I like the conversation part of it. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I uh, thought that's what that was. I, I do. I try to listen to one. Um, some of it was good, but it was literally called the, the animate, no, the Batman animated podcast. And it's all about the Batman animated series, yeah, yeah. the cartoon series that was on, like when I was like a teenager and shit. Uh, it was all right, but it was just like, I don't know. I think if uh, if you're looking for something like that, you might be more into like uh, Fat Man on Batman, <laughs> which is uh, Kevin Smith's podcast about Batman. Oh, yeah. I should check that out. Thank you. He's got it. it I, I would suggest anything on his network. He is 100 uh, percent part of the reason why I started podcasting and one of my big like influences in life. So I have four amazing podcasts that I listen to every week, but I've. Like I was telling Douche, I listen to my headphones for 10, 11 hours a day at yeah, work. You can only, so, it doesn't matter how much is there. Like, I, you're going to get caught up on everything. I'm caught up on all of them. I'm caught up on ours, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus Samiro, I listen to fucking Pete and Sebastian's show. There's two, two other comics, two of my favorite comics. And uh, I listen to View from the Chief Sheets, which is the Squire Brothers uh, podcast. And that's... A lot of sports and they're hilarious, so that's why I like that one so much. But everyone keeps telling me to fucking jump on Rogan, dude. But it's almost like we've had a conversation a million times about like, oh, watch Game of Thrones because everyone else is into it. <laughs> that's almost what. And I love Rogan's comedy. Like, yeah, as a stand-up, I, think so. I like the sitcoms he was on. I even think he's hilarious when he does fucking UFC shit. With him, he's. Uh, you have to. I think got her in the fucking <laughs> date, fucking rape show. <laughs> Guys got problems. Bro. You gotta. Uh, you just jump in with like people that you like and that you know. That's usually how I go about it. And eventually, like, I I got into like I would listen or just put on his podcast with like the guests that I don't know or care about. And sometimes mm-hmm. they would have interesting stuff. But Everyone like I said, me pretty I'll, much, I'll love it. But I especially don't, if you're I talking like the conversation style. No, I understand. I know I too, will. Yeah. But is it? But. One I thought I was gonna love and I didn't was the what the fuck with the Mark Mark uh, Maron. Yeah, I'll listen to it like if, like you said. There's certain people on there that he interviews because I like how he always asks like how they started out and this and that. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, I think I think that's the he's same. Never, I've really never even liked his comedy, and I know like every comedy that listens to this is probably like you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a taste thing because he's. I never, I saw his, one of his more recent specials and I didn't mind it, but it was after I knew his podcast and stuff. Yeah. I didn't know anything before that or even pretty much who he was. 
Well, we were chatting last night, and I'll probably get shit for saying this one too, but uh, I never got the Lewis Black thing. Yeah, yeah, you did mention that. I uh, I do, like, some of his political stuff is funny. It doesn't hold up because it's always, like, time shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, time period shit, but I don't know. Like, is it screaming old man? Like, I could do that. I do do that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm saying it's just not my humor. I can see how people like it, but. Yeah, I do that all the time. That's pretty much like, how I feel about it. We, I know we've talked about it in, like, Com- like there probably be comics that'll roll their eyes when we say this, but we both we I like Jeff Foxworthy. I think he's fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was just talking about as, cor- this as corny as he is. I think it's funny. I, I his first two specials were like, other than how tight his pants were. He is pretty fucking funny. I, I have to admit, he's probably a Rushmore of comedian for me. Like yeah, as far as I was talking to my wife yesterday, like he had such. He was one of the first comedians, like, I had a cassette tape of him back when I was, like, 10, like, real, real young, like, younger than, like, this is before Comedy Central, this is before, like, stand-up comedy was a huge thing, so, like, just to have that kind of outreach, and, like, he was the first comedian that I remember really, like, listening and remembering his bits and, like, repeating them at school and doing them and stuff. Because he was clean as shit. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing, is it was clean. He was the last... Probably the last one from that that huge last comedy. Like stand-up comedy now is has got another huge surge and like yeah. so many different like there's literally like almost with music there's comedy genres and shit, but stand-up genres. Yeah. But he was probably the last one to come out of like the late eighties, early nineties group. Like, yeah, I don't know. I really only really like to do. And he uh, he's on the new show now called Bring the Funny on the Fo- on yeah, Fox. Yeah, which right. yeah I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. I I was not necessarily a fan. Uh, I tuned in the first one obviously because I thought it was going to be all stand up, but it's almost like uh, that weird show that I think you and Douche did once and he did another time by himself. Yeah, yeah like where a it's like, show. Yeah, it could be anything. Yeah, which is hard. I don't know. Having one show, right? Especially when you're trying to judge it, like it's hard to judge a stand-up comedian against like somebody who's doing uh, an improv act or a skit or something like that. I totally because yeah, it's because, different things. Yeah, like <laughs> you guys hear how much I fuck. Yeah, you guys hear how much I fucking laugh like an idiot. You can ask douche or Harrison, dude. Like when I am at a comedy club, like you hear my laugh a mile away. Like oh, I laugh like a fucking idiot but that's for stand-up if i'm watching like a sketch comedy show like that in my head i'll be like this is cleverly fun i like what they're doing i might ha ha a few times but i don't think i would laugh out loud like i do when i'm watching stand-up so like i'm with you like if you did it like judging it by like a laugh-o-meter or like that it'd be hard to do it because yeah sketch comedy you're not gonna get I mean, you could. Like Chris Farley could make me like laugh like a fucking idiot, but like right, most of yeah. that shit is just like it's the cleverness. And I'm not saying it's not funny, but you're well, just the not, other like, thing too, dying laughing. That a lot of people forget when it comes to stuff like that is like I feel like I agree with you. I think Chris Farley was really funny and a really funny dude, but like 
a lot of the times when you remember that kind of stuff, like you remember his best skits and stuff, like you don't always remember that there was 9,000 other skits that weren't funny and weren't as popular as like the van down by the river or... But all that was just physical comedy. Right, right. They they put a physical comic in... I mean, a lot of skit shit is physical, but... Yeah. All right. I got you. <laughs> you had to do. <laughs> you can't do yeah. it without fucking making the movements. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch that uh, Chris Farley anything for whatever his documentary was? Anything for fame? Yeah. No, I did Dude. not. Is it good? Weirdly good. Yeah. For Good as a documentary, it was well done. They interviewed all his brothers, everyone he Was that the one that was recently on A&E? Yeah. Okay. Um, But as a comic, and all the stuff, and how he talked, and what he had thought he had to live up to and do to be the next Belushi, he thought that doing the drugs and all that was part of it. Like, well, I got to do that, and this and that. And then, but he had, like, he has, like, the weird, like, say it over compulsive things like like weird shit that we do like when he walked through like the saturday night live like going through those hallways he always had to touch like each picture with like one finger and then they did two live like where he's coming out with the host of the show and he even did it in the live feed like his brother was like you know they you know the cameras are following you and he's just like well i couldn't walk through without do like it's just <laughs> We're all fucked up in the head, dude. Like, oh, for sure. That, I, the first time I watched it, I wrote, because uh, I got sticky notes and notepads all over me and shit. Um, I wrote a note and put it right there because my wife uses it, it right there. And I said, you need to watch this because it's almost your fucking husband and shit. And she watched it. She was, I came home from work like the next day and she's like, yeah, I watched that, that documentary. She's like, yeah. She's like, that's how fucked up you are. Man. That's good. That's reassuring. My shitty suggestion for the day. Dying Check out that Chris Farley. Drug overdose? Oh. Wow. There he is. <laughs> no, uh, I, I will definitely check that out because I've been uh, actually wanting to watch a lot of those Annie documentaries. Because Yeah, the, um, the ones about the different <clears throat> stand-up periods are good, too. Yeah, because they did one about Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah. One about Jeff Dunham, and then they were doing a bunch of like true crime ones too that I was interested in. Yeah, they had a whole series. It was called uh, "Is This Comedy or Some Shit?" Yeah, and it would do like there was one that was all about women comics, which was hilarious. Um, oh, of course, I'm gonna blank on her name. One of my favorite comics coming up, uh, Red. Michaels. What? Michaels. No. But then they did one about. Um, George Carlin, how he changed the whole, uh, how he was, you know, no beard and a suit, and he became the fucking hippie and became into him. Which I always thought that was the weirdest transition. Like, you're already known on television, and he completely changed his quote unquote voice on stage and yeah. became the legend, dude. He, I, I feel like that is one of the most true, like, turns of an artist ever yeah, like totally. documented like totally. this is i can do this and be super popular and be accepted or i can do what i want to do and feel accepted the way that i want to feel yeah, accepted. There was something something happened 
I don't want to fucking misquote it or nothing. Something happened when he was just like, that's not me. I can't be. I, I, someone said something to him or I have to be watching. But then, too, like to even go and do all that stuff that he did. And then he almost, like, towards the end of his career, re-reversed it again. And then he was on Thomas the Tank Engine yeah, yeah, as yeah, the conductor. Yeah, yeah. So, like, to go from being a raunchy stand-up comedian to a children's television show. That's just a brilliant artist, though. Absolutely. I just wonder if, like, when he was doing the not bagging on the government type of jokes, when he was more of a, I want to say clean comics, I don't think it was that, but just before he became the... George Carlin that we know. Yeah. Was he... Did he already have those jokes in his head and he was just thinking like, man, I wish I could do this. And then like the time period, it was just like... Then finally he was just like, you know what, fuck it. Because we do Good it question. like... Yeah. We've had many discussions like... I, I just got into like maybe a year or two of doing comedy and I used to remember having like baby fits with you like... Well, I'll never be able to do this because I'm all dirty and like you know, like alt comedy, and we just have those conversations, and then finally we both were like, we just don't do that because I'm not, I can't be not what I'm, I am. I just wondered like, he finally was just like, fuck it, I'm unleashing this. I don't give a shit who's. Or I wonder if it was almost like a dual thing, like maybe some nights like he would go do like play for family crowds and do yeah, that yeah, stuff, yeah. and then like. Other nights go to the comedy club and do dirty stuff like that, you know? I, but I'm saying what I'm... Well, I, he yeah, was like, already, like I said, doing the Tonight Show. Yeah. He was already there. So it had to be either like he was taking a huge gamble on himself. Like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to be true to myself and do the comedy I want to do and what I think is funny and what I think is But I mean, right. dirty comedians do the Tonight Show and stuff now. They just have to clean it up for the five. Yeah, but his whole... His whole persona his comedy it all changed so i'm saying like it it could have went bad the other way it his career could have just took a nosedive and it didn't but like i said he wouldn't be to me he's number three of all time but it didn't so i'm saying he had to at least at some point in his head say all right i'm gonna take this gamble on myself because it's that important to me to do what I want to do as an artist. It's almost like Britney Spears has that second successful album. She's like, I'm going to do my own music now. Like <coughs> you're taking that risk on yourself. I don't know. It's a huge gamble and that paid off for him, obviously, but I just wonder if there's comics that not only comics, but other artists that tried that. Like even painters are just like, you hear a lot of it happening in music more than anything. Like, why well, did these poppy songs or this and that? Because that's what I knew I had to do to get signed or this. But then I feel like that's definitely that's, that's the plight of almost every artist. Do you do things that are that's fucked up? Yeah. Do you do things that are acceptable and that people more people would enjoy, or do you do the things that are truer to you or things that you believe in? Because that's that's hard. Right. No. Because, like you were saying. Yeah, because, yeah, you're right. Because I know damn well, like, well, even in actors, they'll do, I'm this kind of actor, I'm this kind of movie, and then once they become successful or known, and then they're just like, they can green light their own shit, they're like, I'm going to do this project, I'm going to do that project. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait till I can make my own decisions, Brian. Don't count on it anytime soon. Uh... 
I got many a tall let's fucking listen. Yeah. Listen, do shit know how to say it the right way, so I'll try to say to you to say it. How do we what's the best thing for the tallest to do? Make a comment, share uh, anything. Uh, interact, download our shit. Interact with the Facebook page. Yes. And that's if you can share the page itself, do that. Share any of the posts that we put up. Uh specifically the ones with the episodes would be nice. Yes. But uh that's that's the only the main way that we've been advertising and promoting stuff is through Facebook. If there are other ways that you would like us to message us, contact us, uh, you listen to us, so somehow you found us. So one hundred percent, like we have ways to be contacted, and they're out there. So if yeah. the, if Facebook isn't the best way, or you would like us to put it somewhere else, also the other thing too that I was talking about uh, this week with you, uh, I think that there are certain things happening with our Facebook posts where they're getting buried in the feeds. And I don't think they're being brought up, which is why I asked you to do that post this week with the uh, episode and stuff. You didn't do it right, but that's okay. <laughs> because uh, Grandpa, it, that's me. Even, even though you shared it, it still had about the same amount of traction that it would have. So I'm, I don't understand. You to share it as most definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I don't I don't understand fully what's going on with the Facebook algorithm and why we're not necessarily showing up. So if people comment on the stuff, generally that means that it will be brought up into other people's feeds yes. and you we get more visibility and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, generally, sharing the Facebook pages and the events, though, is the way to go or the episodes. So that way people know where they can go to find us. Uh, I share the link to the episode directly from the website every single week that we put up an episode. But if you listen to your podcast anywhere else, we should be available on Spotify, on iTunes, on Google Play, on Player FM, uh, Stitcher, uh, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts, you should yeah. be able to hear us. I and listen to our shit on CastBox. CastBox. That's what I was going to say. Spotify, CastBox, uh, any of those. If you download us, subscribe us, um, yeah, make a comment. You watching that kid getting sucked in there? Yeah, I love. It. I I just don't do shit. I, I fell in love with the Daily Show again. I'm all about. it. I watch it every night now. Yeah, subscribe. Subscribe. I, yeah, why can I not say that? I word? don't know. There's Sub, a lot of words you can't. Subscribe. 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 Sub to the podcast. Download anything you listen to us on, but do it old school way too. Fucking tell us something. Well, I think yes. that's what has we been working. To fucking... We've had a. Uh, we discussed that's how you said it. Old school. Anyway, yeah, no, that's what like I'm the legends about. of Braveheart. That's how it they, grew. They, William Wallace is seven foot tall. The towelettes <laughs> have been good with spreading the he word. He killed a man with his own eyes by mouth. <laughs> but we need shooting lightning bolts from this. We eyes. need more traction to the Facebook pages and the Instagram and stuff like that. <laughs> so if there's anything we can do to help that out, uh, we did post <laughs> two episodes ago, that meme for the crowd to interact with the towelettes. I'm uh, doing that whole scene before this episode. We got, I love me some Braveheart. Two responses in, we got a response from Instagram. I'm trying to pull them up right now. I should have brought had them already. You pull them up. I'll do this scene. Um, don't do the same. We're going to get pulled off. No, we won't. I'm not going to do it all. I'm going to do it in my way. Listen, Talas, they can sit there and take our Spotify and they can sit there and take our cast box. But if you spread the words, they can never take our freedom. How was that? Was that better? I'm trying to bring, you know, this is 94. 
Right before I won it all. Mel Gibson's racist ass actually fucking wore uh Blackface? No. Oh. He had a kilt and all that shit on. I was all about it. I was so pissed all that shit fucking happened. You were supposed to blow me. Um, <laughs> that's exactly how he said it too. <laughs> you said you were supposed to blow me. That is one of the most frustrating uh, fucking things in the world though. So the warm-up <laughs> podcast on Instagram said uh drunk eating. Was there a comment? You drunk remember the, the meme, yeah? The oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. That yeah. is drunk eating. You're right. I, I figured you I taste would... taste every finger. Mm. I was going to say, I would ask you. I figured you were the expert there. Um, yeah, we always say these things, and then like, we never put a winner up who had the best meme. No, and then uh, I'm trying to pull up the other comment here. It's on the Facebook. do, 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 do. Dude, 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 I'm trying to think of more Braveheart shit. You do it because you think Maran sees you. I don't think she sees me. I know she does. Just like your father sees you. Uh, our second comment <laughs> was... That was from my Irish listeners. Some people like to smell their fingers after. Not oh. Mike. Mike was different. Okay. From like John that. McCaffrey of... Uh, McCaffrey's comedy, and I believe he's part of the Sitting Down with Stand-Ups crew. Oh, yeah. He's been all over the thing. Been all over. So, we'll appreciate we'll the interaction. We'll winner. Hell, yeah. You are the winner this week, sir. Though, I'm pretty sure Matt probably identified with the drunk eating more. Um, yeah. And what I'm tearing into is some cool rats. You got to look your fingers all the way down to the knuckles. Moist. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> 